welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C, here with my co-host, Adam B. Howdy, BC. What's Howdy going on duty. out there? Uh, what's going on? I'm just, uh, just hanging out, recording a podcast, Friday morning, you know, things are good. Things are good. How about nice. you? You enduring the heat wave? Yeah, it's nice and warm. It's gonna get really warm in this room while we yeah. record. I'm not sure if I have a dentist appointment at eleven. Hmm. Um, which I'm not looking forward to because this will be the first dentist appointment uh, at, uh since before the pandemic over here. So solid. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, it had been a while since my last one. It's been. It's. It's still been a while since my my most recent one, but the the most recent dentist appointment that I had was after I got uh, some full benefits for a, a nice. teaching job that I had, and I was like, I don't know how long I'm gonna have these, so I am going to use them up. Yeah, uh, and I I was I had I I literally couldn't remember the last time I went to the the dentist for just like routine work. I had gone to someone to get a tooth done because. Uh, I had to have a root canal on that one. That was fun. Owie. Uh, yeah, but I was there. They gave me a form. You know, they're like, "What's your What's your anxiety level for going to the dentist?" I was like, "It's a 10. I hate going to the dentist." <laughs> and they put they brought me into the room or whatever, and they had like the dentist come and be like, "Are you okay?" Like you put a ten, and people don't do that. I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool. I just I don't want to be here." And they're like, "Okay, we're just checking because that was concerning." I was like, "I, I, was, I thought I was just You're being just honest." Foaming at the mouth when they go, <laughs> "Don't come near me!" They're like, "We're gonna have to strap him down and drug him to clean his teeth." Yeah, uh, I would love yeah, that, to be strapped down and drugged. Yeah, that, that's that's the ideal dental experience for me is one where I'm uh, completely passed out, but. I don't think they always offer that service to to just no. people who are normal. So I saw a one dentist out here that was offering, or was like, we anesthetize, you know, um, mm-hmm. for dental work. Um, but the logo had a little syringe, and I'm like, that's. I'm pretty sure that's just means the gum numbing. They're trying to pass that off as anesthetizing, which works well. I don't mind. Here's the deal, BC. I don't mind having my teeth drilled so much. Like that's not so bad to me. But when they deep clean with that, like whatever it mm, is that mm-hmm. they're shooting at it, it shoots it. pain like all the way down to my toes, and I just sweat like crazy, and it's it's torture. Yeah, no, I I, I legitimately hate that. I like I I remember the first shot I ever remember getting was at the dentist in my mouth. Which is sort yeah. of like made me immune to shots. And I'm like, oh, okay. The first one I remember was someone sticking a needle in my mouth and going, you just got a shot. And I was like, oh, I guess it's not that bad. It's probably best <laughs> they didn't say, we're going to stick a needle in your mouth right now. And I was like, I would have freaked out. Yeah. But after that, it really works. I was like, oh, as long as you're sticking something in my mouth, that's fine. Arm, whatever. Like, I'm cool with shots. Like, I like that, like, numb stuff up. Great. Don't let me feel anything. Fantastic. But yeah. it is the like, hey, we're gonna go in, and I've got this tiny little thing that's gonna go. In. And I'm like, just the thought of it freaks me out. Yeah, which is why I'm at a ten when I go in for a routine dental cleaning, and they're like, uh, sir, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not. But it's gonna be fine. We'll get through it together. Uh, have it, 
my my mother told me that her new dentist doesn't use that like I don't know if it's a water pick or a mini drill I can't even remember what it is but she says they don't use that they her dentist uses just like a metal scraper um, to do the cleaning which you know you can buy yourself and do some yourself or whatever and I was like I think I would rather that honestly she was like yeah it doesn't it's not a torture session yeah. Yeah, and which is generally what I think of when I think of a dental cleaning. That being yeah. said, uh, I do need to schedule an appointment soon. So I'm, I'm. It's going to be a big relief to have it done, assuming that they don't yeah. have to rip a bunch of my teeth out. But yeah, I got uh, that looming over my head, BC. I'm terrified. Uh, right, so well, thank goodness we got a distraction here. Yeah, let's well, let's let's uh, let's pivot away from dental work um, while you're schwitzing and getting ready for a potential dentist appointment. Uh, I just want to uh, bring this up that Obi Wan Kenobi behind the scenes oh, documentary yeah. is out. I don't know if you've watched it. I have not. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, okay. Big fan of it. I think there's something that because it goes a lot into. I mean, it's it's like the behind the scenes for Book of Boba Fett and the behind the scenes for Mandalorian that they do. Yeah. It's a, it's it feels less technical, um, but a lot of like. A lot of it is just about, like, that relationship between Hayden and Ewan. Like, that's a, a good chunk of it. And I'm like, man, for as wonky as that show was, like, part of the core mission was like, hey, we just want to uh, get back together and make something. It's like, that resonates with me on a level that I really appreciate. And it's yeah. nice to see them talking about it, you know? I should give it a, I should give it a go. I, I, I don't know. I, I just... I wanted to let it breathe for a second. Um, yeah. so, you know, we I have some mixed feelings about Obi Wan, and we've been working on that fan edit. My buddy and I we're mostly yeah. done, uh, so I'm I'm a little bit overwhelmed with it. But that'll be good to watch. Is it just one episode? Yeah, it's like an hour long. Perfect. It's a it's a it's a quick in and out. Yeah, I uh, I was I was gonna say I can definitely uh, sympathize with you being overwhelmed with uh, a bunch of kenobi content diving into editing uh and the mixed feelings for sure i mean i think we both had uh quality concern issues with some of kenobi uh don't don't shoot us out there star or wars fans do. or do <laughs> it's whatever it'll save me a trip to the dentist yeah, yeah do it before <laughs> the dentist please yeah. yeah it's i don't know it's it it made me even forgive some of those those quibbles that I had because like there's heart to it that I was like that's really nice you know like that that it is just like hey but it's like we wanted to get our pals back together and make Disney pay for it uh I was kind of like that's nice that's great that's fantastic yeah uh, so that's nice. out uh the the Andor footage that was shown before Rogue One uh oh. is on the D plus now oh, okay uh, I'll have to watch that we're getting we're getting close. We're what's like the twenty first, so we're less than oh, two weeks out from, man. from Cassie and Andor. How about that? And they're releasing three episodes at the first, top of it. Yeah, first the first day I think is three episodes. Wowie. Uh which makes me excited that we're not doing uh episode recap uh pods yeah. regarding it because uh that would drive me bonkers. Yeah. But uh, we, we, of course, for all of our cargo babies out there, we'll be discussing uh, just our general thoughts and feelings about Endor, less of a uh, plot breakdown summary sort of style. Uh, so 
Well, we're look. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching that and talking about it with you. Um, it seems very promising uh, based on some of the stuff that we've seen. So that's coming soon too. Nice. Yeah, lots of Star War, and then it'll be Bad Batch, and then it'll be Mando season three. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we have enough. I'm getting like conflicting reports about the official Bad Batch date. Yeah, I, I don't trust anything. I don't. I don't trust yet. anything either because. I've heard people like, it's coming out in September. I'm like, there's nothing confirming it's coming out in September. And then I'm seeing something like, it's in January. Here's the January release. I'm like, hopefully they're just going to confirm and, that soon. Because I don't think anybody has a firm date on when that's actually coming out. Yeah, it makes way more sense for it to be like December or something. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, lots of Star Wars television on the horizon. Um but BC, we got something maybe even more exciting than that to talk about today, right? It's a rendezvous with destiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, today we've got a rendezvous with destiny brought to us by Charlene Newcomb. Uh, the Wheel of Fate has uh, has gifted us another Star Wars Adventure Journal short story. Oh, thank you, Wheel of Fate. <coughs> Excuse me, maybe we can edit that hack out that I just had. Um, yes, yeah, so we had the uh, the Wheel of Fate decide that we are going to go back to the Star Wars Adventure Journal. Uh, if you want any more information about the Star Wars Adventure Journal, go check out our episode on The Most Dangerous Foe. Uh, essentially, this is a, a role-playing game, bi-monthly, whatever, sort of adventure journal that was coming out in the 90s uh, that had... A ton of content inside each issue, uh, and this one is a short story uh, called Rendezvous with Destiny uh, from May of 1995. Uh, Shirley Newcomb, uh, her work is featured in not just one, two, three, four, five, six, the first seven adventure wow. journals. She had quite, okay. quite a run, and then she also came back for Adventure Journal. 12 as well sounds like her middle name is adventure oh she was adventuring so hard um and she's a she's a published i mean obviously she's a published author but she's also got like it looks kind of like an an old english uh book series you know like uh knights and stuff i don't know uh not star wars but uh adventure-y uh kind of stuff for this uh her her Primary character is Alex Winger, uh, who we'll be talking about here uh, in just a second. Uh, but it seems like most of what what she did was was this one character following her journey. So it was the first read of Rendezvous with Destiny was kind of confusing because it's referencing stuff from previous adventure journals that I had Boy. no idea about. Right. And then I started looking into it and I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense if I knew there was a previously on uh, Star right. Wars adventure journal. So it was kind of hard to jump into the first time, but then I, I started kind of piecing it together. Um, well, you're going to be my guide, BC. Say I'm going to be your guide. I'm all of this. I'm going to be your guide. I'm going to be the Cargo Babies guide. Follow me, everyone. I'll take you on the on the journey. Uh, I did find a quote from Charlene Newcomb on her website. Uh, she said, "In 1993, I was fortunate to discover the Star Wars Adventure Journal, a new role-playing game magazine, was seeking short stories. 
I submitted A Glimmer of Hope, a story a story featuring a rebel freedom fighter named Alex Winger from the planet Garros 4. The rest uh-huh. is history. It's even documented on Wikipedia, the Star Wars wiki. Uh, and then she links to the Star Wars wiki, which she may have done some editing on herself. Um, and uh, she's also got one of those short stories is featured in, it's like a Legends anthology series. Oh. Um, huh. I, a certain point of view is the one that is featured in, oh. featured in Star Wars: Tales from the Empire. Okay, nice. Well, yeah, how so, about that? Hey, you know, shout out to her, uh, crushing the first seven Star Wars adventure journals. That's a pretty hot run. Seems like they they liked her work. Um, and again, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about Alex Winger uh, and. We, you know, maybe maybe see some similarities in some other Star Wars characters. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, according to the adventure card, a role player card or player card that comes with each of these, where you get your gameplay stats. Right. So uh-huh. this is this is like for a D and D style role playing game. You've got all the stats. It notes Alex Winger is bright, attractive, and just shy of her twenty first birthday. For someone. Uh, so young, she has extensive experience with and knowledge of the resistance movement on Garros Four, as the daughter, by adoption, of Imperial Governor Torque Winger. She is in a unique position that allows her access to information about Garros's political and military structure. She's been watching the Empire ship ore and other supplies from her home world to a secret base off-world. When her friend, resistance leader, and scientist, Carl Barzon, is imprisoned at the secret <laughs> facility, a facility on a snow-covered mountain that Alex has seen repeatedly in visions, Alex realizes she must go there, not only to rescue Barzo, but also to unravel a part of her own destiny. <gasps> Seeing visions. Yeah, now this is... Force visions in there? Yeah. See, now this was part of it that unlocked what the hell was going on for me because this is in the player card it doesn't preface it at the beginning of the text of the short story right so you've got to kind of go to these different locations because as you read through this there's there's various player cards um, okay that show up there's also like here's a suggestion for your campaign little blurbs that kind of stuff uh but this was information in her player card that kind of hints at what has happened before yeah. Right. So uh that kind of sets the stage. She's she's the daughter of an imperial governor. Oh. She's a resistance fighter. Ooh, fun. Yeah, I wonder that's an interesting interesting concept of just like the the rebellion gets its information from like angry teenagers <laughs> who hate their parents. Well, oh, no, she's just shy of her twenty first birthday. Okay, she she's almost okay, all right, all right. she's almost of legal galactic drinking age. So, uh, and also she's adopted. So let's it's not right. It's not her her actual blood father. So she doesn't have that sense that she's actually betraying this person. Uh, he's just some guy that adopted her, raised her, <laughs> paid for all of her food and she meals. He has no connection. Yeah, rescued None whatsoever. her from uh, a yeah. life without love. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, no qualms uh, completely destroying his career and his goals, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, so we uh, we start this uh, adventure 
where she's dreaming that she's being interrogated by the New Republic on Coruscant. Um, basically, it, it like plays okay. into these these like doubts that that they they don't think she can be a true so resistance post, fighter. This is post Return of the Jedi. This is pre Return of the Jedi. But then, why is it the New Order? The New Republic. I mean, the New Republic. Yeah, why that's a great that? question. And I'll get to why I know this is pre-Return of the Jedi when we encounter a, spoiler, major character in Star Wars canon. Uh, that I, It just is so choice what happens here. I can't wait to get to it. Um, but yes, this is pre-Return of the Jedi based on what I'm going to... A little, a little nugget that okay. comes a little okay. later in here. Okay. But yeah, the the, re, the resistance, the New Republic, it's all kind of nebulous. It very it it's clear that the Empire is still a thing, right? Uh-huh. Um, we're about to get a mention of of Grand Admiral Thrawn too. Okay. So she goes out of like having this this dream that she's being interrogated. It's playing into her doubts about like, oh, how can she be a true freedom fighter if she's the daughter of a of an imperial governor? Uh, uh-huh. She wakes up from that like, whew, okay, thank goodness, that was just a dream. Um, and she gets a, they, she's in this sort of, I guess it's a base of some kind. She gets, they kind of intercept a message from the captain of the Star Quest, which is a ship, a, a Suwantek light freighter, um, which is apparently uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn has just suffered some kind of defeat. That's uh, suffered some what? Sorry, a draft for me. Some kind of defeat, uh, oh, okay. a, a military defeat of some kind, which has crippled the imperial fleet. So they're having the empire is having to rely on free traders uh, to transport supplies to the empire's research facility. Now, bear in mind, this research facility is where Doctor Barzo has previously been taken. Gotcha. Put a pin in Doctor Barzo for just a little bit. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, so. She intercepts this message from StarQuest um, that that is promising to her, um, and she's she goes back into this call call to the the snow covered mountains that I'm assuming she's had previous visions of in other short stories because they make a big deal about like I have visions of touching someone's hand on the snow covered mountains of whatever this is. So they go back to that. Um, So she's got this call of destiny to go to the snowy mountains. Um, She ends up hopping on. Ski man. Yeah, she she's like, I want to do some mountaineering. You know, I just got this North Face jacket. Want to test it out? Yeah. Um, So she she sort of stows away on the Star Quest. Um, No, that's a name. It sounds like a candy bar. Yeah. No. uh, Have you had uh, Star Quest? King size Star (laughs) Quest. Delicious. No, no, wait, Star Crunch. That's why I'm thinking. Ooh. That's a little Debbie. A little Debbie, baby. All right, let's Those pause. Let's take a 30-second pause. What's your favorite little Debbie snack? You know, it might be the Star Crunch. I think you're right. I think That's good stuff, man. You've got the crunch, you've got the chocolate, and you've got the caramel gooey, gooeyness. It's yeah. basically everything you need. Yeah. What, uh, what, what else is in the running, BC? I mean, I, I love a good oatmeal cream pie myself. Yeah, yeah, those those probably are my most consumed little Debbie uh, yeah. snack. Those are real good. Yeah, uh, cosmic brownies are good, but that's kind of cheating, I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's just straight up brownie. I, I'm I'm sticking with the Star Crunch and um, 
maybe we'll find well maybe we'll name our shuttle the star crunch or something welcome aboard the star crunch (laughs) try to bait a lawsuit from little debbie let's see that little girl try to take us to court damn it come on hey little debbie she's not old enough to afford a lawyer um yeah so star crunch she boards the star crunch um (laughs) which she senses again that she's going to be using some senses it's not just another ship hired by the empire to move supplies on board we overhear captain tear metallo and her first mate gil crozier aboard the star crunch Uh, they talk about another team ahead of them that's got a bomb they have a virus which is going to be used to wipe out whatever Lieutenant Page and his Katarn commandos aren't able to blow up. Alex overhears this and is like, hey guys, what's going on? And they try, they feign for like a second to be like, oh no, it's fine. We're we're not, we're not doing anything. We're, we're, we're just regular supply movers. And she's like, yeah, I call BS. Um, so basically it's, it's uncovered fairly quickly that these are also resistance fighters who are going to, to bomb sabotage, yeah, <laughs> use biological warfare, Yeah, who are going, uh, who are going to both bomb and, uh, implant viruses into this <laughs> facility. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, it's getting pretty heated. Now this particular mission is, is what the role playing aspect of this is about. So that's all set up so far. That card's going to come later about like, hey, here's the mission. You play with your friends. Uh, So she's she's basically gotten the information that that they're going to sabotage this facility. They're of like mind. This is where uh, Dr. Carl, Dr. Carl's at. Uh, So she's going to rescue Dr. Carl. Uh, again, who we still, I still don't know much about picking this up blind out of the middle of nothing, but I guess we have a rich history with Dr. Carl, which again, we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, so she's on this sort of unsanctioned mission. One second, VC. Yeah. It's important. Uh, yeah. 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 So I have a history with Dr. Carl. Do you? Dr. Carl's Jr. Hey. See, I don't know what that is because we only have Hardee's where I am. (laughs) Totally different. Totally different restaurant. Not even, not even close to the same thing. No, no, vibes but fam- totally different. <laughs> yeah, but famously, Doctor Carl Barzon did start the Carl's Jr. Uh, franchise. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's part of his legacy. That it is, it is probably the greatest part of his legacy, if we're being honest. Uh, so she's she's off to find Doctor Carl. <laughs> um, but this is this she's is on the uns- Star Crunch going to Carl. She's aboard the Star Crunch, heading towards Carl Jr. Um, on an unsanctioned mission. So this was not officially given the go-ahead by by her <laughs> by her New Republic friends. She she just is is doing this on her own. Uh, so they approach the snow-covered mountains again from the vision uh, that she has uh, you know seen so often at this point, and she makes her way to the computers on the research base and finds out where Doctor Barzo is located. Now, to, to help her and Gil, a great Star Wars name, uh, escape on their mission to, to collect Carl's Jr., uh, Metallo, Captain Metallo, who's an alien, she's one of these kind of alien ladies. With, Are those with, eyeball stocks or no, just antennas? All, it's, she's a, okay, New Republic Commando. She's a native of the planet 
Releb? I don't know. She's a Relebian. That's I all have we need a feeling know. a lot of this uh, didn't make it into the new. I have a feeling it did not. Um, so, but she's, there's a little like three sentence thing where like, she plays Sabak and they get away. So, Metallo plays some Sabak. Uh, right. Alex and Gil escape unnoticed. And this is where we get to in the text the gameplay orders of the day. Lieutenant Page of the Katarn Commandos. Nice. Lieutenant. New Republic intelligence has determined that the Empire is secretly researching new weapons technology on the planet Sarawee. Sarawee. I could be mispronouncing that, but I don't think anybody really knows. That sounds You're, good to me. Yeah, Sarawee. Your mission is twofold. Intelligence feels it is imperative that the research labs on Sarawee be destroyed. Though we have been unable to confirm that the Empire is behind the research stage as a precaution, and based on Luke Skywalker's recommendation, the factories and storage-slash-warehouse facilities must also be destroyed. Secondly, destruction of the labs alone may not ensure that research might continue elsewhere. To circumvent such an event, the Imperial computer network on Sarawee must be violated, implanted with numerous viruses to assure destruction of their research thus far. Okay, so, so they're computer viruses. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta implant the facility with computer viruses and blow it to hell. So it's a twofold thing because you want to destroy the network, but gotcha. you also want to destroy the infrastructure, the physical space. So you got a twofold mission. It kind of, I mean, it, there's more to it, but it's sort of like, hey, here's how your two teams can go about approaching these. Make sure to avoid this elevator. But this is like the actual gameplay mission that's associated with this. I don't think we saw one of these whenever we did uh, the most dangerous foe. That one didn't have as like clear of a... If it was there, I didn't read it. I, d- I didn't either, but I, I didn't see anything like that. But but this is the orders of the day for Lieutenant Page and the Katarn Commandos, who I'm guessing have a previous history throughout this sort of short story I, legacy. I looked up the Katarn Commandos because, of course, I love Kyle Katarn, and I'm like, how is this related? Um, well, apparently a Katarn will, is a beast on Kashyyyk. Looks like a, a wolf or dog type, a space wolf, <laughs> according to this little little crest here. Uh-huh. Um, in terms of its name, it's stated that it came from the Katarn, an animal, blah, 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 blah. Though it is also mentioned that the retconning of Kyle Katarn as a member of the Commandos led some to speculate that it was named after him. Hmm. Uh, so uh, the the source book Galaxy at War, however, establishes the animal explanation is in fact the correct one, and it was a Wookiee mem- member Froerl who first oh, yeah. suggested it with Kyle Katarn's membership being coincidence. Okay, so I know nothing about Kyle Katarn being part of the Katarn Commandos, unless it's one of those books I read years ago. Uh, but that's interesting. They're just special forces. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Which, which, this is a role-playing game, is much more interesting than the most dangerous foe. That, that one was kind of a meh like solo adventure basically this one seems like it's got some actual like there's a map that's included of the research base that sort of stuff that's actually in this particular this particular adventure journal so there's a lot more detail in the gameplay 
on this story as opposed to the one we did previously. Yeah, and you can just slot someone as, as one of the commandos, right? And then you're yeah. good to go. Yeah. Um, so y- you're all set on that on that Katarn commando front. It's pretty. It seems like it's pretty. Would be a pretty fun uh, mission to do. Um, but once we get our order of the days, orders of the day, we just go back to Alex finding Doctor Barzon or Carl Junior, as we know and love him, uh-huh. uh, and she informs him of his son's death. Now, this is a big piece of information that whenever I read, I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh, on this." Stop. On the second pass, uh, it was oh yeah. There's this is a part of a saga. So right previously, if you're rescuing someone, might just wait until you're out of the hostile situation to to tell them about the the. No, they there. they get into it pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Cord Barzon, gone too soon. Uh, from what I gather, he. He was almost like sacrificed as part of a mission. <laughs> it seems like like they're like, well, Cord is still there, but for the betterment of of our cause, we're gonna have to blow every. I think there's a lot of blowing up that happens. It's not really clear to me because I haven't read it, but it seems like he's sort of a sacrifice. And Doctor Barzon is, by the way, totally cool with that immediately. <laughs> he's like, don't. He's like. Alex, don't blame yourself. It's fine. <laughs> I know you I know you're taking my son's death pretty hard. But it's okay. And Alex reminds herself, freedom has never been won without sacrifice. Thankfully, Dr. Barzon's son sacrificed himself and not me. Um, so, you know, it's it's just kind of like a weird you had to have read the previous ones for this moment to make sense, because out of context, I was just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah, uh, that's weird. Because we we get over the death of of Cord Barzon pretty quickly, and uh, and and Carl Junior is kind of like, "It's fine, don't worry about it." And you're saying, "Oh, thought we would have dwelled on that a little bit more, but we move on fairly quickly." Yeah, um, maybe he's a Force ghost now. Yeah, I'll be fine. Uh, Nobody's a, ever really gone in Star Wars. Yeah, they're, everyone's still around and they're just glowing in blue. Uh, we get a, a little moment where Gil, who has been with Alex, finds out that she's an Imperial governor's daughter. It's kind of a non-story. Like, they're just like, whatever. It's no big deal. Uh, but he's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I don't know. Um, but they, they just move on. Like it, There's no consequence to, to her withholding the information. Yeah, At the okay. end, they're just like, it's, it's fine. Um, now here's, here's where this thing really heats up. Oh, we're on level 23. Enter Luke Skywalker, my friend. Boom. He's here. He's here. Was not expecting this. Uh, it, it, again, I'll get to a a really juicy moment with Luke Skywalker in just a second that you know a little bit about. Uh, but yeah. I did also put the image on our background, so people fantastic. May, okay, good. So people, spoiler on. alert if you're if you're watching the video, uh, that it's what's going on here. So Luke Skywalker has been a part of this particular mission briefing, working with I guess another team, but he's here. He's he's with the other team, who I guess is the bomb team. Okay. Alex is is with the crew, who is gotcha. part of the virus team. Uh, Alex, and here's this is important. She senses him before she sees him. 
it's almost like she's force attuned force sensitive maybe yeah um so i don't know bc i don't know you're yeah, jumping to conclusions. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Star Wars uh, is really precious about Jedi. They're never overused. No, never. Uh, she is confident that this is who she was destined to meet in all of the previous uh, destiny things that she's been having. This is what the rendezvous is about, is this meeting with Luke oh, Skywalker. Um, and... Uh, she she senses that Luke is haunted by something that he that he has to face. Now this is why I'm I'm assuming this is before Return of the Jedi because it's it's implying that he hasn't had the showdown with his papa yet. So it's oh directly it's like, yeah yeah. So it's 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 she's oh. she senses that he's uh, afraid of something that he's gonna have to face. Which I'm assuming is Vader, because he's he's decked out in in the pictures and described his lightsaber as green. So he's decked out in the Jedi Knight costume. He's got the green saber. But I think what they're saying or implying is that he hasn't had the 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 confrontation with Vader from Return of the Jedi. I don't know, BC. If it's say a New Republic, I think we're post Return of the Jedi. All right, well, you can be right, but uh, I read the story and you didn't, That's so uh, I'm just, I'm going based All off right. of this particular description that, like, there's something looming on his mind that he's got to face. Okay. Maybe it's something else after Vader? I don't know, but... I, I mean, I would assume so. Um, so, figure out what it is. You can go through the, the other adventure journals for Luke Skywalker <laughs> notices. <laughs> um, but he says, you are strong with the Force, Alex. Right out the gate. Boom. Confirmation. Um, just as he says that, stormtroopers enter and blast away. It's only two of them, uh, so they're dispatched of relatively quickly. They, they okay. They've landed their. They, they've landed the Star Crunch. Sorry, we've been on. We've been off of the Star Crunch for quite some time. Okay. At this point, sorry, I I, I missed that. We're, yeah, we're, so we're walking around the facility. We're walking around the facility. We've we've been up and down the elevators, finding Doctor Barzo. Okay, okay. We've okay. got the schematics to this research base that we're on, um, and so there's stormtroopers that enter the room. Blast, blast, pew, pew. They're done. Uh, they make their escape down the mountainside, like uh-huh. like repelling down like mountaineers. Um, Alex is knocked down the mountain, but she doesn't die or anything. Um, she hears Luke speak to her through the forest. He reaches her and saves her. They go inside. This this is what happens. Uh, Luke tells Alex to reach out with her senses and see how many Imperials there are. She does. She gets it wrong the first time, but she says two. No, three. She gets it on the second try. So she's her, the beginning of her force training with Luke is going well. Uh, they make their way to where the ships are docked, and then Alex senses an unfriendly presence. There's someone lurking around. <laughs> she grabs Luke by the hand and says, just follow my lead. She pulls him close, kisses him. And this comes directly from the text. She sensed he was enjoying the impromptu kiss as much as she was. The technician who discovered them says you getting off here <laughs> mid kiss 
Luke says, I only get off if it's my sister, pal. And then, <laughs> and then they proceed. Um, yeah, what, what the heck is going on here? This is the What's... wildest swing that occurs in this entire thing. Is this sexy rendezvous moment that they have. It's it's like the classic, hey, to distract the bad guy, let's just start making out and make him uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's funny. You, see, you and I haven't tried that technique. Enough. Well, maybe we should. Actually, maybe we shouldn't because it turns out it doesn't work. Because it's funny because <laughs> the technician initially just is like, hey, you getting off here? <laughs> and then walks away. And then it notes that he walks down the corridor and is like, hey, wait, they're not supposed to be here. And then yeah, they, and then one of them stresses as a Jedi. The other. And then, and then Alex just shoots him. So like, it doesn't work. So the, the, the moment of like, all right, kiss me, just kiss me, uh, does not actually work. It, it, then she kills a man. And then she kills him. Uh, so he <laughs> dies. <laughs> and then, and then they get away. And he's just some, some poor maintenance worker. Yeah, he's some kind of technician working on this Imperial Maybe facility. Maybe it was more of, let's give him something to think about before he dies. Before we blast him away. <laughs> yeah. He's like, are you getting off here? And they're like, no, but you're about to. Pew! <laughs> uh, yeah, it is it is the wildest moment that kind of comes out of nowhere where she's just like, kiss me, Luke Skywalker. And then and they just do a little necking. <laughs> and then they escape like they they there's was a little that okay i've only ever kissed my sister was that good for you was that good for you leia never tells me how good it is um <laughs> yeah it's so they they have this moment with the technician that that fire draws more imperial presence luke fires up the lightsaber deflects some blasts they get on their respective ships and head out and that's that's basically the end of it so that's that's what happens on the mission is they you go know, into this research facility they they plant some viruses the commandos are doing the bombs she has her rendezvous with luke skywalker that she's been having visions of they she rescue the him. man with the dead son they, yeah they rescue the forgiving father uh the founder of carl's jr and and all's well sort of that ends well with with this particular adventure Wow, BC. You know the the more Star Wars content we read from this era, the the less embarrassed I am of the fan fiction I wrote when I was eleven, because <laughs> this is strikingly similar to that. Oh, Two yeah, groups I mean, land at a facility, go inside, get the business done, <laughs> leave. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's what these short stories are. It's just like yeah. published fan fiction. You know. Yeah. I think I think what's kind of cool, and that what's kind of cool about uh charlene newcomb is that is that she had like a focus right like that she had a recurring character she's telling yeah. a multi-part story that she was like she was actively developing this character i assume she was working towards towards some because i also saw that she was like submitting stuff to lucasfilm for novelization so mm. i think at some point she was like actively writing the alex winger novel yeah, you know? she wanted Alex to be Mara Jade, it seems like. Yeah, and it's it's also, because Mara Jade, you also get some, like, Jen Erso vibes, like proto-Jen Erso, daughter of an imperial, you know, an imperial important person uh, who ends up fighting for the resistance. So, I mean, there's, it's an interesting enough character. Uh, the The writing is fine. It's hard to read out of context because so much of it is presented like, you should know this from the last adventure journal. 
So it does just make it a little hard to read where it's like, I completely missed Dr. Barzo was part of anything from a previous story. Uh, there, there are the Thrawn's fleet being defeated. I'm assuming is something that comes from another story because it's yeah. such a big part of the setup of what, of what this is, is like, Hey, the Imperial, uh, fleet is crippled right now. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll just take that and move on. We'll just so drop it's, some it's, viruses. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's all part of a bigger story that's being told, which I think is pretty interesting, but out of context, it, it is, it's a tough read. It's an especially tough read, uh, at, at midnight. right right before we're supposed to talk about this so um but i I made it through uh i went back and and obviously took diligent notes uh on this particular story but it's i don't know i I think these are relatively fun just taken as a piece of like hey here's star wars fan fiction that got published in the 90s yeah yeah for sure um yeah i I blame the wheel of fate for selecting this without giving us too much contact context context yeah (laughs) uh so i forget the name of the book that i am currently digesting um here's the good news though bc it's only a six hour abridged audiobook so that's that's where i am solid um i know it's aaron alston what's the name of the dang book Uh, betrayal yeah yeah uh which is the first book of the uh legacy of the force series legacy of the force it's nice that we've got the first one at least as opposed to you know one that's way down the line but again that's lucky there that's the wheel of fate that's which we gotta spin bc we do we we must know because you know well, listen, we're here doing research the night before to record these podcasts for you all. So, I, you know, we're, this is uh, this is an undertaking on our part. Now, could I have done this earlier? Yes. Uh, did I progress? Will I ever do it earlier than that? No. <sighs> really hard to say. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Um, yeah. So it's let's let's see what the wheel has in store. Not this week, but the following week, which will probably also be a Cassian Andor oh, or Andor. Wow first three episode uh, discussion okay so yeah we may this may be a little bit down the road for the pod that's why you should subscribe baby hit that subscribe Uh, (laughs) button look at all this great stuff we got we still have 1365 pieces of star wars content i am spinning the wheel where will it land on wheelofnames.com over here great fantastic website yeah and the winner is um missed chance by michael a stackpole which is another uh x-wing author uh, let's see here what that is exactly is the missed entire weird short story star from wars the adventure, adventure journal seven you know just by the volume of short stories there must be a lot so we can um i'm gonna vote we respin the wheel just because we've had uh, a high hit rate on the Star Wars Adventure Journals. Story takes place shortly before the novel X-Wing Rogue Squadron. Wow, so it's like a a prologue almost to the first X-Wing book. That's kind of exciting. Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll spin the wheel one more time uh, and we can pick from, from the two of them. 
Just know these things go away from the wheel forever. So one of them is going into the garbage. So it's either that or the new Jedi Order, the Unifying Force, which I'm pretty sure is a lengthy book in the middle of the new Jedi Order series. Yes, let's see. Book 19. What? Um, yeah, the new Jedi Order, I believe, was a very long-running um, uh, book series. Fantastic. Yeah, lots of... Uh, so it may be... This one looks like it doesn't have Luke or Leia on the front, so it may be just about some new new Jedi. Um, the one I read was... I think I had Star by Star. I think that's where Chewbacca dies. Or maybe Rebel <sighs> Stand. Spoiler. Um, well, it's it's Legends now. We, we all know that <laughs> Chewbacca never dies. Chewbacca it looks like he's gonna die and it's to gonna death. have like a good effect on character motivation and like no no he's not dead <laughs> he was on a different ship that ship over there fine. so um so what do you think bc well just for ease of use i think missed chance is gonna be a fantastic prologue to the rogue squadron book well, let's keep them both on the table for now. It's a few weeks out. We'll discuss it. We could also maybe do, uh, I don't know, we could do something non-Star War. Ooh. Uh, you know, we got more than Star Wars boxes in the cargo bay. Um, it's true. And as much as we have a massive, loyal audience of Star Wars fans. Uh, you guys are beating down our doors, crashing our email servers. Don't stop. Don't you stop making Star Wars It's got to be Star Wars. <laughs> it's got to be Star Wars. We're huge fans. Haven't we what? told you? <laughs> you can't talk about anything but Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can do whatever we want. I was also going to think I was also going to suggest at some point we should look at uh, one of our our famous guest bookings. Maybe doing uh-huh. a yeah. third person in the uh, the old cargo bay studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just some other general ideas. So uh, obviously we've got uh, get the the book coming up next week. Andor uh, is going to be rolling pretty hard, so we'll be at least dedicating a portion to talk about. Hey, what'd you think about that? Um, but some other things, some other things that we can talk about off off pod. Hey, and if you've got an opinion of what we should cover, shoot us an email, leave a comment on any of the things, and maybe we'll read it before we before we pick. That's my promise. Maybe. Um, well, we BC, might. we gotta we gotta record an episode now where we review uh, Star Wars Tops twenty twenty two Chrome Beskar Mandalorian. <laughs> we gotta review. We gotta give a grade to these Star Wars cards that came out. Twenty twenty two Top Star Wars Chrome Beskar Mandalorian Chrome Beskar Special Edition Beskar Chrome Mandalorian. And if you guys out there like drama and shade. They're going to love some... this because this is a doo-doo sandwich. <laughs> These cards are made of doo-doo. They're doo-doo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us here in the Cargo Bay for that amazing adventure. BC, thank you for, for covering Rendezvous with Destiny. Um, 
I'm so happy I could kiss Luke Skywalker right now. Oh, man. I wish I lived, and maybe I will very soon, live in a world so tense that I could just be like, hey, kiss me as a distraction. <laughs> kiss me so we can get away. Oh, nope. That was no one. Sorry. It was just a little case of sexual assault. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be, if you're watching us live, thank you. We'll be right back in a few minutes to do the, the card episode. Um, uh, yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Hey, go snoke yourselves, you cargo babies. <laughs> <laughs>